that voice. <laughs> and then do what? Heads on point. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, we are reporting live from the capital of the United States. We are live in a bunker. Okay, no, we're not. But uh, uh, what a change of events that happened this past week. Before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a company created out of love for bourbon, friendship and camaraderie, the idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is filled by optimism, integrity, and a sense of responsibility to build a successful household, a bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. We are a collective group of individuals from different career paths and backgrounds. This is our strength as we are able to apply professional experiences to provide unmatched service to our customers of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Old Hillside Bourbon Company, black-owned business, what we're sponsored by on this podcast. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Uh, this week, huh, sweet Moses, what a week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we were about to uh, drop some episodes, and then this event happened. If you're unaware, it was Wednesday, Wednesday, January 6th, the day after my beloved birthday, that uh, President Trump and some of his followers have stormed up to the, the Capitol building and demanded justice for the recount and it proceeded to look like, <laughs> it looked like the, uh, I don't know if you ever seen The Dark Knight Rises when Bane becomes like the Gotham's president and he goes, this is the people, we give Gotham back to you, the people. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Um, I, don't, I don't know their... I, I, I want to say this, that I believe in conspiracies, some conspiracies, right? I believe in there's alternate endings, right? A lot of people get on me because I believe O.J. Simpson did not do it. I believe his son did it because I read the coroner's reports about how how his wife, how she was dragged, and they said that only a stronger man could do it because O.J. Simpson played 12 years in the NFL, and this was before type of padding and everything else. He had severe arthritis, so he wasn't that strong to kill two people. But they said his son was strong as an ox, so maybe his son killed him. O.J. was covering up for his son. That's a conspiracy theory I think of. That's a just alternate fact that I think of. And for this one, I think that the Trump supporters were allowed into the White House. Different video footage, if you saw, some of the police were just moving out the way and stuff like that. But the ironic thing and the funny thing is, is that President Trump, this past year, they signed a law, Congress signed a law that if you damage any federal property, it's a minimum 10 years in prison. So all, so if he doesn't pardon these people, these people got a ten year, ten year in prison. So a lot of people getting locked up. Uh, the footage was it wasn't wild. It's what I expected to be. It reminds me of when you first run into a football game, for the first time. Like if you if you ever been to college and you see like, uh, when your football team wins and you're not supposed to get on the field and you run on the field that adrenaline rush. I believe a lot of people had the adrenaline rush until someone got killed and they're like, all right, let's get out of this building. Uh. We're not going to make jokes about the dead uh, because she's she had a life. She has kids and stuff like that. She was a former military veteran. Her husband made a statement and said that she, uh, during, after Donald Trump got elected, she said that um, she started believing certain things. She thought Antifa was there. So she said she lost her life dying what she believed in. Um, 
the senators, what what platypuses, right? What the hell are all the Republican senators scared and running for the Lindsey Graham? We could have been killed. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they know who you are, man. I think they were looking, <laughs> just hidden their bunkers. It's just like when like Marilyn Manson meets his fans. Like, there's a chance some of these guys might kill me. But this is your fan base. This is your audience. And I think they're just ready for it all to be over. But it reminds me of... You know when it's like uh, you know, like when you're on a losing a losing team at the end of the season. I remember uh, my senior year playing football. When I knew the last game was over, I just started blindsiding people, started hitting people upside the helmet, everything else, and just getting kicked out the game. I think it was I don't know. I was like, if I'm not, it's my last game. It's gonna be someone else's last game. That's what I find it to be. So uh, now a lot of people are getting arrested over forty thousand leads and it's crazy how the FBI says that they need help finding these people. These people clearly don't have masks on. These people clearly are streaming <laughs> are streaming these crimes. That's the thing. This is the biggest snitch operation I've ever seen in my life. Uh shout out to my buddy that took not my buddy, but buddy who took the podium, Nancy <laughs> Nancy Nancy's podium. He just got arrested. The only thing that breaks my heart is like Florida man. I'm like, golly, I knew this boy was gonna be from Florida. Florida man steals podium. He gets he got arrested. I uh, saw this couple from West Virginia, and the grandma goes, "Well, thank you, Mr. Trump, for the invitation, but now my son's got to go to jail for believing in what's right." Uh, a CEO, a CEO of a law firm, he got arrested for storming the White House. Uh, a lot of people represented, so a lot of people you don't expect are gonna be going down there, and. The crazy, my friend Matthew actually made a really good joke. He's like, how, how do you get that many people to protest on a Wednesday? That was the funniest joke I ever heard. Shout out to Matthew Arvella. He's, he was telling me this joke he was doing about that. And the question, I was like, man, this is what looks like what the inauguration should have went like. Like if it was 2016, it should have been like that, you know. So shout out to Matthew Arvella. Made a good, very good joke about that. Um, other things, <clears throat> so they break into the building. Uh, uh, U.S. Capitol, rest in peace, him, uh, uh, a police officer from the Capitol. He lost his life. Then his buddy recently committed suicide because of that. And four people, five people, six, a total of six people died in this thing. So what uh, Mark Zuckerberg thought it would be a good idea to ban Donald Trump. And they banned Donald Trump off all social media. And I feel like that's the worst thing you can do is because now... He has 75 million people in the palm of his hand, right? And I'm pretty sure at the end when he's done, he's just, you know, he wants to, I don't know him personally, but uh, <laughs> they locked Turns out the only thing you had to do was to, to keep the president quiet was take his Twitter account. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. But <laughs> the funniest thing, his power was just communication. That's all you had to do. If you wanted to win the election, you could have just deactivated his Twitter account from the beginning, from 2016. It's so simple. But, uh, it makes me question, right? He made, I don't say he made a good point, but someone made a good point to me about social media, how they control certain different things. And I believe that, right? Imagine if Twitter can, you know, the some dictator from another country and stuff like that. Imagine that. Imagine his form of communication. If you don't have that type of, not from a, a first world country, a third world country, you're shutting down the information. That's a lot of power for these for Jack, whatever his name is, to run Twitter. A lot of power for Mark Zuckerberg. But I read this article that Mark Zuckerberg will be selling uh, Instagram and WhatsApp because it's he's monopolizing things. And I think that's good. WhatsApp used to be fun. He used to connect with all these people from around the world. But, uh, yeah, so Donald Trump, he can't even get in Blockbuster. He can't get in Sears. He can't, 
<laughs> he can't get on nothing. He can't get on nothing. And now it's a cause of division to him and Mike Pence. He recently called Mike Pence a platypus. He said, Mike Pence, I made you everything else. And I think everyone's just done. They're like, look, this part, it's like when you, it's like when your parents leave, right? And you rave and have this massive party of illegal things that you know is not supposed to happen. And now you're like, look, we got caught. It's over. The teacher left. Or like when you're in school and the teacher leaves the classroom and you're throwing pencils and you're wilding out doing all this wild stuff. And then when the teacher walks back in, like, all right, it's over. We're done. Let's take our detention. Let's go. So I think most of it started because shout out to Georgia. Georgia has the first black senator and first Jewish senator. So now they control the White House, right? They control the, well, the Senate controls the White House. Now they can pass out stimulus checks to anyone that needs stimulus checks. I feel bad when I'm just like, ah, freak, I don't qualify for one. But, you know, if I was there, I would qual, yeah, qualify. You know, some people would make too much money to qualify for stimulus, but it's just whatever. If you don't qualify for one, if you do qualify for one, I hope you get that stimulus check, you know? But, uh, yeah. I got to double check, see. But, um, yeah, if you do, if you don't, whatever you do, uh, hopefully you get your stimulus. And then when the second one comes out, that'll be even better for everyone who gets it, right? We'll get a we'll get a $2,000 stimulus check so everyone else will get that, you know, so people will be a whole lot happier. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be different. I don't think I don't think that the world's going to change completely. I think that with President Trump out of office, what we're going to miss is open racism, and uh, let me back that up. Open racism really, for these past four years, has been great because a lot of people have been saying certain things, and you can never prove it. You can never question somebody's intentions, and you saw it this past Wednesday. You saw it. You saw nooses hanging there. You saw people. How do you have a noose hanging next to a cross? You saw Nazi swastikas there and stuff like that. You saw... A lot of this evil stuff, like Auschwitz cam. I'm like, what? You weren't even in Auschwitz. So it's just like you see like a lot of hatred. There's a part of this world that um, part of the United States that a lot of people of color speak about. And no one can identify with it. And for the first time in four and how many years, you had people openly racist saying exactly how they feel. And they were losing their jobs. So imagine somebody who is a racist. Imagine someone who is a white supremacist and they're your boss. And you're wondering, like, yo, why does this girl not like, why does this dude, like, everything I do is not good enough. Why, you know, imagine that. Freaking, there was a, a Proud Boy, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys. His wife is black. His kids are black. What the freak? So I found that that was ironic for me, a Proud Boy with his black wife. So it's just like now a lot of people go back into hiding, you know, suppressing their emotions, suppressing how they feel about another race and everything else. And the good thing was with the president being in office, and I don't think the president is, I don't know him personally, but I think he's an opportunist, right? So he's just like, there's 75 million people that feel like this. As he goes, there's 40 million people that are Republicans. The other 30 haven't been activated yet, but those are the Hicks, Steel Bellies, these West Backwoods people, and I need to activate them and get them riled up. And that's what he did. He got them riled up, and I think after this, the other 40 will go back to being Republicans, but that 30 wild, courageous one, that's who he's going to sell his book to. He's going to write some books, going to be a bestseller, and then he's going to just keep prying on his fan base and building hotels and having his fan base get half off your Trump supporter. And he pretty much, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a businessman. He's going to use that to funnel his, his platform. He has now a, 
a large base audience, you know? Imagine that one celebrity that nobody, like Maya, like Maya. Maya, you know, she's definitely <laughs> a, a past artist, but she has a fan base and she sells, she like puts albums out and her fan base buys it. I'm like, where the, f-? I said, what? I met a woman who's like, I'm going to a Maya concert. I said, where is that at? And it's at some old, it was at this little ballroom and she had like maybe 600 people, which is a lot. More people than we had at our comedy show, and she sold that bad boy out. She had a solid fan base. So I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, but it's over. So the Joe Biden era is among us in Kamala Harris. My prediction is this. Joe Biden is going to take, in maybe two years, Joe Biden is going to get very sick because he's 80-something, 70-something. I think in two years they're going to sit Joe down and say, Joe, it's time for you to go. Kamala's going to take over the rest of his term, then she's going to run again, and she's going to win, and then she's going to win a second time, and she's going to be their 10-year president. She's going to be in a decade. So the next new president will be in 2030. That's how I think this all plays out. 2030? Ooh, maybe Kanye. Ooh, maybe Kanye could be Kamala. I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, that's the news that's happening so we we're we're all monitoring this. It's just it's it's so funny. Iraq has put a arrest order on President Trump, the president of Zimbabwe. <laughs> it's just funny seeing how other people are looking at America like that, and a lot of other people are just like, yeah, that's what it's like. And I remember when we're always traveling around, like if you're a black American, some people walk up and they're just like, oh, you're black, you're black, but you're not like American. Like yeah, there's racism, but we like black Americans. So it's it's very very different so i challenge everybody to you know make this conversation the best thing is to have a conversation about this it's funny seeing like sometimes seeing your coworkers address certain things how they're against white supremacy I'm like, oh wow look at them okay cool then it's you see people not speaking up. i was like oh maybe they agree with this so you just don't know you know that's so when joe biden gets in office a lot of people can hide their intentions or hide everything else i know a lot of Trump supporters, right? I know a lot of them. And I asked, do you feel this way? And they're like, no, we just feel this way about this. Or what do you look at this? What do you have of this capital? It's like, this is not what I voted for. I said, yeah. But other of these people, they were ready to do that. So and the, 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 with all the sports reactions, from all the sports reactions, they're saying, like, if that was a Black Lives Matter movement, um, they said if it was a Black Lives Matter movement, it wouldn't have got to the Capitol. Well, clearly, we know that. We have saw all the protests this summer. Uh, they're still protesting in New York. The day of the Capitol in New York, they were protesting, and the police literally were beating up were, were beating up protesters back and forth. My friend Luis, he gets beat up all the time. Pretty scars, getting hit with billet clubs and everything else. It's just it is what it is. It's it's like Andre three thousand. The darkest people in each country suffer the worst. Don't know why it is, you know. Even in novellas, some of the novellas, if you look at Spanish novellas, there's like a, a, a Spanish chick and she marries a dark dude and then the grandmother's telling her, keep she's dark, so they tell her to marry light and get the darkness out of your race. It's just suppression of black people, you know what I mean? So we got to talk to God about this, talk to Jesus about this, but I love being black. Yeah, I've been black most of my life, give or take what I was in the womb. But you know it is what it is. We move on, we move forward, we move forward, and we're monitoring America. The world is monitoring America, which is ironic. It literally turned into a TV show. And that's why people in America are not that shocked because we live in a reality world where we literally, somebody said, um, <laughs> someone said that, and it's just crazy because we have these images of what we saw of people taking over the Capitol in different movies, and it happened exactly like that. Like, this is The Dark Knight Rises.
Uh, okay, other news. Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm. Uh, glad Dr. Dre's feeling better. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of jokes about Dr. Dre. His wife stressed him so out he had a brain aneurysm. He's going through a divorce battle right now. But, yo, if you think about Dr. Dre and his legacy, he's put out a lot of artists, and he's done a lot. If there was no Dr. Dre, probably wouldn't be Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent, G-Unit, D-12, NWA, the beats from NWA. So we're glad Dr. Dre's feeling better. Other big news that Kanye West is about to divorce Kim Kardashian. Uh, whoa. Uh, I don't know these people personally. So when people <laughs> write me about stuff, like, what do you think, Kanye? You know, I, I think after watching that Joe, was it Joe Rogan podcast with Kanye West? I, Kanye West, is a, he's a genius. He's just, when people are like that smart, that smart, they say like wild stuff. Um, This art, this scientist, I did this show, and the scientist, there's like a, a show that you do where scientists break down your jokes, and the scientist was telling me how he had dinner with Kanye West, and he told me that he was, Kanye was speaking six years into the future, meaning that like when he made Yeezus, he was talking about these sounds and everything else, and now, if you listen to music now, it has the Yeezus patterns and everything else, or he was the first one like really showing how to do auto-tune and stuff like that, and using his voice, and he was talking about how he's making these domes and he wants these domes to help homeless people because it's easy on infrastructure and everything else. And he goes, all the scientists understood. He said, but regular people, not regular people, but every, all the business people were just like, we don't know how to invest into these ideas. And he goes, he's talking into the future. But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I think he's going to make some great music. You know, I think that, I say this all the time, I think that whatever you feel about the Kardashian family, it's, uh, I have this theory that it's just like, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what these girls do, they're raising black women. And it doesn't matter what race you are, if you're raising a black woman, they're going to have the reality to find, they're going to understand that they're black women. And there's something that you can never connect with them to because they're black women. They're dark. They're black women. And the one thing you can never tell someone to do is a rich black woman. You're not telling Oprah what you want to do. And these new rich billionaires... Kim's kids, Chloe's kids, Kylie's kids, Kendall's, I think she's the, I don't know if she's goes dark, but these little black babies growing up, they're going to be rich. They're going to be seeing all the stuff that they say. You can't watch the news because they're probably going to shoot more black people. I don't want to put that out there, but, you know, it is what it is. People, dark people suffer, and if you have this dark pigment, you're going to relate to the people that look like you. So it's just like it don't matter what the Kardashians do. These daughters growing up, they're going to be black black billionaires so they're going to be the ones to change the kardashian legacy and their parents just have to just get old and you don't want to see the kardashians when they get old if you ever seen them without makeup <laughs> you know but uh shout out to them i don't know them, but you know i hope if kanye has to leave kim to make beautiful music dang it i am down with it i am down with yay pre kim yay because that's when it was college dropout my dark twisted fanny and when kanye was broke up with uh What's the chick's name? Amber Rose. That's when he made my dark, twisted fantasy, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. So Heartbreak Kanye might be the best Kanye. Heartbreak Kanye, Broken Jaw Kanye might be the best Kanye. And I, I thoroughly enjoy um The Life of Pablo. That was a good one. But, yeah, shout out to that one. <clears throat> also, the NFL, Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, but, you know, I go by the Bucks too. Bucks won the won their playoff. Hopefully, we get to play the Bears. If not, pff, we play the Saints. Boy, whoo! It's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a rough one. Oh, actually, oh, someone. I'm reading this email now. The Proud Boys versus the cops. Oh, so we 
it's like people knew. This is the last time I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to play this clip. So they're so they're like well, this is American Plaza because they're on Black Lives Matter Plaza. Uh, it's like leading the events leading up. We knew it was gonna happen. They're fighting the night before, and then the Capitol off was the rally. So we know what time it is. So the question is, what's gonna happen on inauguration day? On inauguration, will it be, will it be the Trump supporters coming there, or will President Trump say, you know what, I'm gonna do a different thing? But I think he might tell everybody come to D.C. And it might be a free-for-all. So they might, Roy Wood Jr. said the best joke. He said, I think Joe Biden needs to do the inauguration via Zoom. You can log in if you want so there won't be any violence. Uh, I love that joke. So, yeah. Uh, so this week, this week was good. This week, minus that, you know, minus, <laughs> minus what's going on. Uh, that was a good. I want to play this song, though. This song, this uh, beautiful artist made a, made a song about the Trump supporters. And then we'll just wrap up the week and we'll Woody's Roundup this week. And Tuesday, we'll be dropping our first of the year are, are one of our time capsule episodes and we're about to do it but you know things happen so our goal is 100 episodes this year so that's what we're going to do uh <laughs> so this this artist she's an artist i'm going to say her name her name is Aaliyah sheffield i don't know if she's related to grant or anything else but she made this song called earth is ghetto and i've been jamming <laughs> it's funny i don't want to leave but it's she made it after the uh the protest here it is ladies and gentlemen here we go let me play it It's ghetto, I want to leave Earth is ghetto, I want to leave I want to leave Sing, girl They got their hungry, starving, nothing to eat And the homeless living out on the street And the city That was good, right? Uh, now, uh, the, the, part, the best part I like is all these remixes Here, there's remix Here So everyone's doing these remixes to the song. This is my favorite one. That's what I love about about being online is that all these artists are just coming together and remixing their song. And that was the original. And this is my favorite one. <laughs> this is a favorite one. This guy just put like a blues quartet to it. And this is what we're going to do it. Oh, I 
sing it like that because it makes it like I want to die but you know I know what she's saying earth is ghetto but really she's talking about the United States I'm gonna play it one more time <laughs> because I freaking love the song here we go this is and follow her this is her her um her IG is um uh Nick Nick Nickalia Nickalia so N-I-K-K-I Aaliyah A-L-I-A here we go let's 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 turn it up one more time It's ghetto, I wanna leave Can you beam me up? I'm out on the street, out on the streets, by the corner store, store. You know the one on 15th Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see Finally. I've been down here stranded indefinitely Definitely. I can't reach my planet, but I need to leave yeah. You should see Bad these boy. people, it's hard to believe How they treat each other, other. Oh, earth is ghetto, I want to leave It's ghetto and I want to leave I want to leave They got their hungry stuff Out on the street And the homeless living Out on the street And the city that's my jam. Uh, earth is ghetto, and she wants to leave. Uh, I definitely love being on this earth, but shout out to her follower. This is, I love that song, man. I love how how creative people are inside these times, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was that was the, the week thus far. Uh, my birthday was good. Yo, man, I, I've been trying to say thank you to everybody, but freaking 400 people wrote me happy birthday. Another 400 emails, everything else. <laughs> I had a busy week, but I'm going to write everyone. Then Facebook stopped me from replying to people and commenting saying thank you for wishing me happy birthday but thank to everybody else so uh birthday was good tuesday uh had a comedy show mama's boy we did that these comedians shout out to stefan hightower they got me uh some devil cakes and put candles inside of it man comedy scene is real dope to me man i'm, I'm happy to be inside new york city and then wednesday it was training day i couldn't go to the show because i was out along long island i was in a sex dungeon I can't tell the address of where the show was because it's a secret show. A lot of these shows now in New York City are all secrets. So this is out on Long Island, all these super rich people. And my buddy, he 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 runs her and him and his girl, they run the show. And i already done rich people before. Like I've done snobby people. And I'm not saying all rich people are snobby. But these are like, this is the day of the Trump protest, right? And the host gets up and goes, crazy, what's going on, right? And they go, Trump forever. We already know what we're going on with, right? So the worst thing you can do as a stand-up comedian is go against the crowd and attack them because clearly they're all Trump supporters, but they're trying to have a good time. But this is a members-only type of event. So these people pay $15,000 to be in this place. And it's like a sex dungeon. You touch a door, the door spins open to another room and another room and another room. So the goal is to be a professional, right? Do the job. Of course, you know, when you especially anything outside of the cities or like your big cities wherever town you're from it's pretty much all these you know there's some backwoods people who are rich off like corn or rich off different stuff and they got different ideologies different religions that you believe in and you have to find a middle ground to make them laugh right so i'm from the south i know how to make anybody laugh 
So the first thing we do is we address the single people. But whatever laugh you usually get as a 10, it might come in at a 5 at this room. So if you're used to of a high, high laugh at a 10, you'll get it at a 5. And the goal inside your head is to not take it personal because that's a 5 is a 10 to them. Right? So they're, they're like kind of heads up. They're snooty. But I'm like me beating them. I'm like, okay, now they're laughing. Right? But I have to realize even though it's getting a laugh, laugh, not a ha, 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 is a laugh. So I'm doing 30. I'm featuring my boy uh, Joe DeVito. He's headlining. And we do it. The show's good. The show's good. Uh, the wait staff is like to my left, right? So even the joke that's getting a five, the wait staff is giving it a 10. So I'm hearing all these chuckles like, oh, that's the, the bartenders and everything else. So it's, it's a skill. So me and the, the, the booker are talking back there. And uh, he makes a good point. He goes, I want guys to come back from the city, but you know what the room is. So you have to take your judgment, Jared, and see who can handle this room. And there's a lot of comics that I've taken out to, like to road gigs, and they and they have a hard time because they're like these people are ignorant and everything else. I was like, comedy is not subjective, man. Like it's supposed back in the day, everyone's supposed to laugh. So uh, that was that was a dope experience. And then uh, Matthew did really well, running the show by himself on Wednesday. Everyone told me he did well. Thursday at four shows, two zooms, two lives. So the first show was uh, my, my girl Katie Boyle. She's from Ireland. And she makes a lot of good points when she talks about when she's dating, how when she tells people she's from Ireland, people just started making fun of her accent and started doing all these impressions and saying dumb facts about her country. And I said, like, oh, freak, I, I know a lot of people do that to my lady as well. And we did that show. Then I went, I had to catch a train, go to the Joey Bats. Then I had to go then do a Zoom show outside of Joey Bats. And then I had to go back to Manhattan to this penthouse. And we did a show there. And, uh, after you're doing like, like when you feel like, I felt like being a comic. I am still a comic, but it felt like being back. Oh, we got a back show, 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 show. And now it's to the fact of I've been so, let me break this down. I've hit this stage of comedy where I can talk freely about my experiences in life and find them funny. Like stories that happen, like stories about my friend Turbo. We did, we talked like uh, stories about Turbo. A lot of people ask, who is Turbo and how everything else? Turbo's the dude I went to high school with. And then, like, as we moved on throughout life, everyone became Turbo. So everyone that did something, we called it Turbo. So Turbo is us. I could tell a whole story about that. So um, uh, that was that. So I'm bringing new stories in. Uh, this week was crazy. I had to submit these deadlines, a couple pilots to this agent. Then after this agent had to critique it. Well, he didn't have to critique it. He had to send it to this network to see are they going to buy it or anything else? Uh, somebody asked to buy some of my jokes. I had to politely tell them no because they're mine. But, you know, it depends. Different things, different people that I'm speaking to. So it's it's good. It's good. Earth is ghetto and I want to leave. <laughs> Can you beam me up? <laughs> I'm out on 15th. <laughs> That's such a catchy song, boy. Earth. Let me take a step. Earth is ghetto and I want to leave. <laughs> Can you beam me up out on the street? I want to send it to uh, Garrett McCall, and I'm going to have him do his remix, and we can premiere it here. Uh, yeah, shout out to my man, G-double-O. So, uh, yeah, birthdays was good. Um, it just made me think about, like, stories. I tell a lot of stories on stage, but, like, stories of, like, people I grew up with and stories about working and stories in college. I've been thinking about that. So that was Thursday. Friday, uh, shout out to my man, uh, Max. Did Max, Mac and, uh, I keep effing up his name. 
Max Mantikoff. And uh, uh, rest in peace, he just lost his mother. His mother has terminal cancer, and she died during Christmas. And uh, everything's good. And it's sometimes miscommunication, not with him, with someone else. And I was like, yo, I got to always make my wrongs, make my rights, make wrongs my rights, and make sure that I'm always peaceful. So I did that, did a show. I was very disappointed in my performance on the show. It had a good set, but it's like I really wanted to record this Will Smith joke that I've been working on. And it was the perfect time, but I got the light, and I was like, freak, I probably can't finish it. This joke is five minutes, and I mean, I have one minute left. And as soon as I got off stage, these girls walk up to me and like, what were you about to say about Will Smith? Because we love Jaden Smith. I was like, freak, that's what the joke was about. Arr, get away from Oprah. But it was good. And I did the secret show. I did another match. I'm doing a lot of matches, right? did this matching show for the super rich dude and the super rich family. They wanted me to perform in their show. Felt good. Uh, I didn't eat any food because last time I went to a rich person's house, they fed me fish and I had broke out everywhere. But that was it. And then Saturday, we did uh, training day, a.k.a. Free to Laugh, a.k.a. Comedy Queens with my man Mike Lee. And me and Mike are doing a show. And if you want to log on to the show, it, we're doing a free, it's not a free, we're doing a Zoom show called Bonfire Comedy on January 19th, Tuesday at 8 o'clock. It's a live show. He's doing I think we're splitting an hour. We're doing a, I think I'm doing 40. He's doing 20. And we're just doing a, do a, a whole set. We're doing this a whole show, an online show. So anybody want to, I know you can't come to my live shows. We're doing a, a online show the 19th. And Mike Lee, he's a nurse. We're going to call it the essential show because we're essential workers. And uh, we do a show together. And Mike is, uh, Mike and Matthew are very different but very similar, right? Mike is uh, more professional because he's, you know, he's 39 years old. He's a nurse. He's a uh, Korean. So he's a minority, and Matthew is Hispanic, a different minority. But Matthew has been doing stand-up for five years, so as Mike. But Mike's been doing more like open mics, and he's starting to rise out of it. But Matthew has been doing, imagine someone starting out doing clubs. That's what Matthew did. Matthew started out doing clubs, so Matthew knows how to beat the road, right? Beat the road, but Mike knows how to move in the city. So they're so similar, but so different. So it's like, tra <laughs> that's what sounds like training day. And, uh... Sometimes Mike would take things personal, and I was like, "Look, nothing's when comics talk to you. It's not personal, man. They're just, they're just comics. Every comic has like says stuff. You don't take it personal." So one of my comics, <laughs> so it was just one of those days. Where I'm just like, "Man, I keep, I keep." I was like, "Why is God mixing me with these different, these different, these different people?" But I know that it's just good watching them both grow in different aspects. Now Mike is like more confident. And I see Matthew more confident. And Matthew's like, yo, where we at tonight? Where we at? What we doing? I'm like, oh, okay, Turbo. Okay, Turbo. I see you, boy. So that was it. And Sunday, about to do some, Sunday right now, about to do some Zoom shows and knock that out. So then, this Tuesday, Scotty Too Hotty episode. We've been talking about that for a while, but now we finally got everything edited. The producers love it, everything else. You're going to get some real gems from him. Scott is an actor, director, and uh, we went to high school together. Another Southern, Southern dude. We'll be dropping that episode Tuesday. A lot of people ask me about Shauna uh, Griffin. Freaking follow her on Instagram. You can see what she's up to. Yeah. And she'll post definitely when her, uh, when her schedule is. And recently we've been getting a lot of people from Al-Anon. Al-Anon? Al-Anon. From our, our Jenny episode. And yeah, she doesn't want to be contacted by any of you you, you hillheads. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, definitely a lot of people hitting me up. They've been... Trying out Al-Anon's people, Alcoholics Anonymous for families and stuff like that. And a lot of people asking me about other people on the, the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just email them your questions and they'll send it back to me and they'll answer it. And then we'll read it live and see how they're doing throughout life. But uh, keep our keep our friend Carla in your prayers. She's uh, battling cancer again. She shaved her head 
And uh, yeah, I'm going to probably talk to her this week, talk to her this week and just, you know, she's such a strong person. So having a woman like that in my life is everything. Oh, freak, I talked to my homie Lysel, freaking text Lysel. She's writing a book. I told her I get her on the podcast, writing the book. So many people hit me up. So we're going to be, we got some fire. We got some, we got some fire and desire, but we got some fire and desire. So uh, we're going to end this podcast before we get to the theme song. I just want to say Earth is ghetto and I don't want to leave because I love this ghetto. In the ghetto. Ghetto and I was here. Mono 15. Earth is ghetto and she wants to leave. That is my jam, man. That's going to be a theme song. And I want to leave. Can you bring me up? I'm out on the street. By the corner store, you know. The one on 15. Got a bright shirt on. So easy to see. Come on. I've been down here stranded. And I want to leave. I can't reach my planet, but I need to leave. You should see. These people, each other. Let me take it lower. Earth is ghetto, and I want to leave. Earth is ghetto, and she wants to leave. You to leave. They got their hungry, starving, nothing to eat. And the homeless living out on the street. That is my jam. I got to take it lower. Let me try this again. Here we go. It's ghetto and I want to leave. Me up. I'm out on the street. You are the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on so I'm easy to see. I've been down here stranded and definitely I can't These people, believe how they treat each other. Oh, Earth is ghetto, and I want to leave. Earth is ghetto, and she wants to leave. Come on, you want to leave. They got their hungry, starving, never to leave. And the homeless living out on the street. Dang, boy. That is my freaking jam. Boy, earth is ghetto and I want to leave. <laughs> I don't want to leave, but this is the, that thing just slaps, man. This is my last time. We're going to end this podcast, but sweet mo. Oh, earth is ghetto and I want to leave. See, that's my key right there. I got to push through it, you know. Oh, earth is ghetto and I want to leave and I want to leave. Oh, earth is ghetto and I want to leave. That's it right there. That is it. Here we go. Oh, earth. It's ghetto and I want to leave Beam me up I'm out on the street In a store you know the one on 15th Bright shirt on so I'm easy to see Come on, remix yeah. 
Turn me up. These people, how we treat each other. Oh, earth is ghetto and I want to leave. It's ghetto and I want to leave. I want to leave. Oh, Homeless driving out on the street. Man, that's my freaking jam. Woo! Alright, this is my last. <laughs> this is my last time. Here we go. This is my last time. I promise the last one. It's ghetto and So I'm easy to see. Earth is ghetto and I wanna leave. Yo, uh, to our producers, a.k.a. G-Double, a.k.a. Gary McCall, a.k.a. Roland Doja, please, sir, can you remix this song, and we will put this on our next episode. Earth is ghetto. I don't want to leave. I love it here. I love the ghetto-ness. I love everything about it because it gives us something to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast. One man, one tree in a hill. Love somebody. Hug somebody. If you haven't talked to somebody in a couple years, the great Aristotle said, be nice because everyone's going through a battle. So make that time to speak to someone going through a battle. Ladies and gentlemen, to Carlo Aloness, I love you. Keep fighting cancer. To everyone else that listens to this podcast, I appreciate you. I love you. To my grandkids that aren't here yet, I pray that you're not very light-skinned because I don't know how to raise an R&B singer. But if my kids do come out light-skinned, F it. I know Earth is ghetto, and I hope you guys don't want to leave. Peace out. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I say, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at least two months. Said, uh uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon. <laughs>